Recently, I read Adam Braun's book, The Promise of a Pencil, and Adam started a nonprofit organization with just with just 25 bucks, and he's built an organization into a huge success where they've built hundreds of schools around the world. And he got the idea when he began to ask someone from each village as he as he traveled uh, across the world, he would he would ask from each village, if you could have one thing in the world, what would it be? Anything in this world, what would it be? And a small boy, he a, a child, he 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 created the spark with this answer. He asked the little boy. He said, "Hey, if you could have one thing in this world, anything in this world, what would it be?" And the little boy simply said, "A pencil." I mean, he could have anything in the world, and he said, "A pencil." And that's when Adam realized the need for schools needed to be built all over the world. There was a lack of education, but there was a lack of education because there was no schools. And so, I mean, think about it. I mean, you really can go anywhere and have anything in the world with the start of a pencil. I mean, if you take that pencil and then take the action of learning and writing, man, you can take this anywhere with consistency and persistence. And so while Adam was was starting this uh, th- this organization, well, he needed to get to a whole nother level. And to get to another level, he needed a website. But to create this website, it was going to cost like $150,000 to do. And Adam didn't have that kind of money. He didn't have that kind of resources. He didn't have these these large financial backers. He was just starting out. I mean, he had just left his sure-paying job to go full-time with pencils. I mean, he was any kind of way he could save money. He took buses to conferences. He would scrimp and scrape every kind of way that he can. So to come up with 150 grand for a website, man, that was a large mountain to climb. But his fate would have it. Adam got to know a manager of a company who would be perfect in building this website. And as he as he shared, as Adam shared his 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 mission with the guy, the, the guy said, "You know what? I can get you a meeting w- with the owner. His name is Rich, and I can get you a meeting with him. I think he'd like to hear what you said." And so Adam was all just, dude. He was so excited. This was his big break, but the guy kept stalling. Weeks would go by. He, Adam would run to his email every few minutes, pace the floors, man, run to his email, check his inbox, but nothing. Finally, he, he reached out to the to the mid-level manager and he said, hey, dude, in, in, any, uh, any chance on getting that meeting? And the guy said, no, not yet. The guy was stalling. And so this is when it hit Adam. Adam said, never take no from someone who can't say yes. See, Adam was waiting for, he was waiting for the middleman to, to get him into that meeting. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. The, the middleman loves the pencils of a promise. He loves the mission, but, but could the middle manager convey that feeling to the owner? I mean, who, who could land that meeting better? A guy who's maybe spent an hour understanding the cause of uh, what, what Adam's got going on? Or Adam, the guy who left a sure-paying job in New York to devote his life to this mission. So Adam decided if, if, if that guy can't say yes, get to the one who can. Who can say yes. Adam got that meeting. He got that meeting because he was bold. He was creative in, in, in getting his foot in the door. And then he made it happen. He got his website. He got his website at, at no charge. Plus then some. And I love this idea. Never take no from someone who can't say yes. 
How many times have we, how many times have we backed down and backed away, just just left it alone because the person we just spoke to said no? But here's the shit kicker, dude. They said no, but they couldn't say yes either. See, they couldn't say yes because they didn't have the authority. They didn't have the power to even do so. Dude, we let our fruits die on the vine because someone said no, but they couldn't even say yes. I mean, we do it in stores. We do it on the phone. I mean, policy says this. So we say, okay, thank you. And we walk away. They said no because that's what they were taught. They were taught to say that. But could someone higher say yes? Who can say yes? What's her name? And then, and then get creative to make it happen. We deal too much with people who are just who are just following procedure. When, dude, you're following a passion. And I'm talking about this is on all levels, man. This shit's on all levels. I'm talking about I don't have a receipt and I need to exchange this to something even way higher, all higher, big shit. And we let people kill it. They say no, but they can't say yes. See, they say no and they can't say yes, but all that means is you just got to get more creative. You got to find the loopholes, the email addresses, the phone numbers. Who can say yes? Yes to you. Yes to someone relooking at your loan. Yes to, to, to getting that, that freelancing gig. Who can say yes to you getting that meeting or demoing your product? Dude, there's tons of no's out there. <laughs> but there's a shitload of yeses too. But the yeses aren't found on the same level as the no's. That no just means that you gotta, you gotta think on a whole nother level. You gotta think higher. Be more creative. Be more strategic. Get more skills. Shit. This is a bitch please moment. <laughs> now occasionally, now sometimes too, you're gonna deal with, with, with customers who can say yes, but they don't. They say no. They say no because they don't have the confidence to say yes. So here's the second caveat. Never take no from someone who is not confident to say yes. It's not an outright no to your product or service. It's a no that I don't feel confident enough to say yes yet. So don't try to get them to say yes. Don't try to get them to say yes. What you need to first do is you got to build that confidence. And see, when they get confidence, then you'll get that yes. And you know what confidence is? Full trust. Full belief. Seeing your calls. We talked about that the other day. See, that they need to, that confidence is they, they got to believe they can fully trust you. That your product and you and your product are, are both reliable. You know how crazy it was for Zappos, the, the online shoe company, to, to start this? I mean, people thought that Tony Shea was just a fool. Well, let me get this straight. So I order shoes. I haven't seen them uh, other than just this picture. I got to pay for them, and then I get them? People thought he was crazy for doing this initially. So Zappos, Zappos set out to build confidence. They built confidence with overnight delivery, free returns. You don't even have to pay to return it if you don't like it. But you got 365 days to even return it. See, what they had to do is, is they, had to, they had to wow their customers. They had to wow their customers. They had to build that confidence. 
and they built that confidence. When they built the confidence, more customers said yes, and that's what built the huge success. So you got to build confidence brick by brick. You got to build that confidence in your customers. Customers don't feel confident because they don't know if you're even going to be here tomorrow. They've never owned your product, or the last time they did, it was a piece of shit. (laughs) See, customers don't feel confident in, in, in your service or even your service department. They're not sure if they're if they're getting screwed, if they're getting hosed on a deal. They don't feel confident. They have no confidence in, in the in the previous all the salespeople's experience, all the consultants' experience, all the business like yours experience. They, they they look, they take the experience that they've had and it was a terrible experience, so you get to pay for that. So they think, you know what, you're just like everybody else as far as they're concerned. So what you got to do, man, you got to find those fear bubbles and you got to pop them. You got to pop them with assurances. But you got to be real and say, yes, we weren't the best at that time. And here's what we did. Here's the measures that we took. No, we didn't have the best servicing, but here's the measures that we took. Yes, the product was a little bit lackluster, but here's what they've done. See, what you got to do is, is, is you got to take, you got to take their history, their fears, and you got to address those things. What are the past issues that they've had? And then what you got to do is you got to set about building the best value, not price. No, the best value that they get a, a, a great product, that they get a great service. And hell, it's, it's backed by you. You're the servicing part of it. See, we don't talk enough shit. We don't talk enough about the positive aspects of what you and your product and service will do together. Stop playing on, on defense, man. Get on offense. Customers who can say yes... Well, they just need confidence. They just need confidence. And those, those who say no and, and can't say yes, man, keep moving. Find the one who can say yes. Stay confident. Man, stay negotiating. Stay living, not just existing. Stay, stay in the sales life. I'll catch you back here next time.